Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Going on bash, signing with a bat. And then that was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite. Got a too much game podcast. Live from the boom boom room. Once again. Another one of the motherfucking episodes where didn't shit happen, my nigga. Like, it's been a trip. Like, the last few weeks, it ain't really been shit cracking in the news, my nigga. It's literally like news is on quarantine. You know, besides the little motherfuckers acting like they gonna give stimulus checks. You know, fucking around with that bunch of niggas waiting on they fucking, uh, they income tax and all that good old shit. Me, I ain't usually looking forward to it because I ain't getting shit made too much. But, you know, shout out to the niggas that's gonna get some money during tax time. Hopefully y'all do something constructive with that shit. A lot of niggas fucked off they scam money, so... Hopefully when when you niggas get your taxes, you motherfuckers start businesses or... Pay some debt off, nigga. Pay your fucking uh, child support or some shit. But, uh, anyway, today's episode... I'm... I think I'm gonna talk about, like, empowering the motherfuckers around you. And the fact that the motherfuckers around you can empower you when you got the right circle and shit. You know, like, if your circle help you, help your circle. You know, I, I think I talked about this shit in, like, um the Circular Awareness episode. As well as uh, the Relationships episode. You know, so for certain motherfuckers, I'm planting the seed. Other motherfuckers, I'm watering the seed. You know, it's going to be certain shit that you're going to hear that you're going to recognize other shit that you're going to hear that's going to be new. You know, certain shit that I've probably said already that I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on. But, you know, y'all niggas already know it's going to be game involved. So, you know, it is what it is and shit. You know, shout out to everybody who pulled up the new listeners, old listeners, you know, motherfuckers who just came to listen to this motherfucker so they could hate. It's all appreciated. It's all support and shit. You know, uh, you know, like I said, the news been real slow. So for the most part, like I, I just been kind of like catching up on documentaries and, you know, little movies and shit. You know, um, what's the name? I think it came out today. Um, Coming to America. You know, I'm, I'm going to check that bitch out after the show and shit. I ain't seen that motherfucker yet. I had a lot going on today. You know, a lot of writing to do, a lot of... uh you know, quality time with the family and things of that nature. So I'ma check that motherfucker out when my wheezy get home. But um a movie that I saw and it's it's a trip because like my last couple episodes I've been low key just doing like movie reviews and shit. But um you know remember when I told y'all like I had seen the movie um Night of uh One Night in Miami, you know, about the night that uh Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke was all in the hotel room after the Muhammad Ali fight. 
and they was all chopping it up. You know, and I told y'all I was going to look more into Sam Cooke. You know, they got a movie on Netflix called The Two Killings of Sam Cooke. Dope-ass motherfucking documentary. You know, it, it basically confirmed what I kept on saying in that last episode, which is that boy Sam Cooke was a cold nigga, homie. Like, the movie didn't paint him. Like, as much as I was saying how cold he was, that movie did not do the justice of how cold Sam Cooke was. Like, Sam Cooke, that, that nigga was a bad fucking man. Like, I, I got the utmost respect for Sam Cooke. Like, Sam Cooke is going on my wall of fame when I put my wall of fame up. Like, you know, the wall that y'all can't see on YouTube and on the lives, like I plan on doing like a like either like a mini mural or possibly like a collage of like great human beings that I look up to and shit like motherfuckers who I got respect for, like people who inspire me in certain ways, you know, like, of course, y'all niggas all see over my left shoulder, uh, easy E on that wall right there that a lot of motherfuckers can't see. I got Nipsey Hussle, um, you know, and other walls in the house. I'm going to put um, Malcolm X and Huey P when I find the, the right pictures to put up. But, like, on my wall of fame, it's going to be, like, a gang of motherfuckers, like, ranging from fucking Allen Iverson to Marcus Garvey, fucking James Baldwin, Bobby Seale, Fred Hampton, nigga, even, like, you know, just, you know, like my mom, my dad, you know, just motherfuckers like that. Like, just people who've inspired me throughout my life. Like, it's just, it's just going to be my wall of fame and shit. But uh, Sam Cooke definitely, you know, he, he got his way in there. Like, you know, just seeing the way that he got down throughout his life, you know, just the, the, the way that he was all about empowerment of black people, the, the record label that he started, you know, that was aimed toward empowering black artists back in them days because you know like you know like i mentioned in the fucking show last uh week a lot of black artists was getting fucked they was getting some raw fucking deals you know so basically he started a record label that was trying to you know put the hands or put the power in the hands of the artists you know and i think that's you know and in the documentary they alluded to that that a lot of that was a big reason that he ended up getting killed, you know, and it was about three or four different entities that had seemed like they had um, motive to be involved in the murder of Sam Cook. Like it was a good fucking documentary. And, you know, as watching it, you know, just when it comes to celebrities, when it comes to artists, when it comes to, you know, musicians who have a, a, a message in their music and also a message in their movement, you am automatically going to draw parallels to, you know, Nipsey, Tupac, um, you know, just motherfuckers like that. You know, even Biggie Smalls, you know, Bob Marley, like, you know, just certain motherfuckers that it's like, damn, I, I don't think that I don't think that nigga just died. I think that was some other shit, you know, but like Sam Cooke, cold nigga, dude. You know, just the way that the motherfuckers started, you know, in the gospel world, you know, and moved on to secular music, you know, the way that, you know, like, like I said, like in the movie One Night in Miami, like they kind of made it seem like Sam Cooke was doing bubblegum shit until he met Malcolm X. That shit was false. 
Like once the motherfucker really started getting cracking with the secular music, the nigga always was making some powerful shit. Like he was making some some soulful shit. Like, you know, like I said, I wasn't completely familiar with Sam Cooke or his work. Like we all know, um, you know, change gonna come. But a lot of motherfuckers not familiar with Sam Cooke. Like a lot of street niggas and a lot of niggas, you know, who follow comedy and things of that nature. Like a lot of us have heard the story of him and um, Bobby Womack. But shit, even Sam Cooke put Bobby Womack in a hell of a position to succeed. Like, you know, basically like how how Sam Cooke was getting down, you know, in his era, he came up in the Jim Crow era. Like he came up in the era where racism was fucked up and he was kind of like a trailblazer as far as one of the first black artists that was making the type of music, you know, that was all about black empowerment, like. You know, a lot of us who are familiar with Nina Simone, you know, like um, Marvin Gaye with what's going on, you know, like certain artists got powerful music that was about the struggle of, you know, black Americans and shit. Like Sam Cooke was one of the first motherfuckers that was putting shit like that on wax. Like, you know, one of the things that they had mentioned in that shit was he was one of the first artists to you know, really weird and that, you know, where the, where the afro and shit, you know, because he came up in the era where niggas was wearing the conks and the, the processed hairdos and the perms and the pompadours and all that stupid ass shit. You know, he was one of the first ones to be like, nigga, I'm black and I'm proud. Nigga, I'm going to bust this afro. You know, like motherfuckers got to give Sam Cook his flowers because the thing is, you know, and if y'all motherfuckers listen to this show, y'all niggas already know it's March. You know, so Black History Month over a lot of motherfuckers is is taking their koofies off and, you know, putting them in the closet and throwing away all their black history shit. All they red, black and green is going back in the back, you know, because black history is over. But nigga, y'all niggas already know, man, on the Too Much Game podcast, nigga, black history is every motherfucking month, dog. Like, nigga, I'm, I'm always going, you know, pay respect to our ancestors you know, the trailblazers, the motherfuckers who inspire me, who should inspire, you know, everybody who's aware of the motherfuckers. Like, you know, I'm, a lot of times I try to shed light on a lot of the, the lesser known trailblazers, you know, in black history. Because a lot of people, we, we don't really know about certain motherfuckers. Like, you know, we, we know Sam Cooke's music, but we don't know about the work that that motherfucker put in. And it's... That shit is really, like, amazing, my nigga. Like, you know, not even to sound corny, but that nigga Sam Cooke, like I said, nigga, like, I I was singing his praises last episode with the, the very small amount of knowledge that I had of him or his work. But, like, now that I know, he that he really a cold-ass nigga. You know, like I said, I'm, I think whenever I get shit like this, like a documentary that I've seen, a show I've seen, like, Nigga, the, the two killings of Sam Cooke on Netflix, definitely a must watch. You know, um, I'm giving niggas the, these, you know, if you ain't got shit to do, if, if you got an hour or two to sit down and really trip off a documentary, because like I said, nigga, I'm not really into the the, the type of movies that's just for entertainment, Um, you know, like, uh, you know, fictional movies and shit. You know, I could get into some, you know, some comedy movies and shit like that, some action movies if. If I'm in the mood for that, but I'm a documentary dude. The two killings of Sam Cooke, dope ass documentary. Another documentary that I watched um was um 
I got a story to tell. The Biggie Small story. You know, the Notorious Biggs documentary, which just came out on Netflix as well. Another good one. You know, because it wasn't like the typical, oh, you know, Biggie was this and he was beefing with Tupac and this is how he died. You know, like the the anniversary of Biggie Small's death is coming up in four days. He died March 9th for two. Th- uh, I'm tripping. March 9th, 1997 was when um, Biggie Smalls was assassinated. You know, one of the things that I respected about Biggie Smalls, other than, you know, the, the fact that that nigga was dope as a motherfucker on the mic. You know, like I kind of got off Biggie when they both died because, you know, when, when when Biggie and Tupac met their end, nigga, I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old and shit. You know, so like I was kind of like, man, fuck Biggie after Tupac died because I thought Biggie had something to do with Tupac dying and shit. You know, so I was kind of like, fuck that nigga. But I grew to appreciate his music. But the thing that I really respect about Biggie, you know, he he put his squad on, you know, the the junior mafia. And that was, um, you know, something that that kind of struck a chord with me and shit, as well as, you know, like I said, this, um what you call that shit, the coming to America movie coming out. And I was watching something about, um, Eddie Murphy that was talking about how, you know, a lot of the characters in the, the original coming to America. And I think this one too, is like his cousins, friends, you know, of course he put his brother, Charlie Murphy on, you know, like it's dope to see a motherfucker blow up and put their squad on. You know, as well as like one of the things that I noticed with a lot of the people who blow up and do that, a lot of what made them a great motherfucker was being surrounded by other great motherfuckers. You know, like great people create great people. You know, like a lot of the people who grow up and crack off grew up surrounded by other great motherfuckers, other talented motherfuckers. You know, like when you you look at the neighborhoods that a lot of these motherfuckers came from, like a lot of these motherfuckers came from neighborhoods where a lot of other legendary motherfuckers came out of, you know, like within blocks of each other. Great motherfuckers from over here, great motherfuckers from over there, you know, and a lot of the motherfuckers helped put each other wrong. And that shit is just a beautiful thing. Like, I, I love to see niggas who get cracking. And put on they other homies that they know is on some positive shit, you know, or even like they homies that they know is on some negative shit, but got some talent. Like, it's just dope to see motherfuckers that get cracking it and put their people on, you know, because like a lot of the times these niggas wouldn't be cracking without these other niggas, you know, and don't get me wrong. We all know people who got leeches around them. We all know people who got toxic friends, toxic friendships, toxic fucking circles, you know, and a lot of them motherfuckers, like when they grow up, they got to cut niggas off. But, you know, it's good when the motherfucker know the difference, you know, like with, with Junior Mafia, you know, just as an example, you know, like he had Lil' Kim, Lil' C's. And a bunch of nigga who a bunch of niggas whose names we'll never hear again. You know, when it comes to the people that you put on, it's like 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You can give niggas a level of help, but then you got to put them in a the position to help their motherfucking self. You know, and that was the thing that we saw with Lil' Kim. Like, Biggie Smalls, from how it looks, gave the whole Junior Mafia the same level of help. But the cream always rises to the top. You know, like, he, he helped C's, he helped whoever the fuck whatever to whatever and boop de boop and shit he helped all of them but Lil Kim was the one who had that drive she was the one that had that fucking star power she was the one that had you know the intangibles that helped her to keep growing beyond the little bit of help that he gave you know and that's the thing when it comes to you and your circle you know like a, another example of motherfuckers who put their people on was um Keenan Ivory Wayne's you know, like we we all know of Damon Wayans. You know, we all know of Sean Wayans. We all know of Marlon Wayans. You know, even like they kids, like Damon Wayans Jr. Um, shit, like it's too many of them Wayans motherfuckers to name. But we know it's a grip of them motherfuckers, and a lot of them is doing, you know, some dope shit. Like just like even even they sister Kim Wayans, like nigga in Living Color. You know, half the cast, half the crew, last name was Wayans. Like, it's dope to see a motherfucker put they people on, you know, and even doper to see they people that they put on continue to grow with the help that they're given. You know, like when I when I was looking at, um, you know, the, the cast of Coming to America, the sequel, like seeing the motherfuckers who, you know, in in the scheme of what Eddie Murphy does, like his cousin Arsenio Hall, a uh, homeboy in the movie when um sexual chocolate perform and do go, that boy good. You know, that was Eddie Murphy best friend. You know, like a, a, a lot of these niggas ain't trained actors. Like a lot of these motherfuckers is literally just the homies, just some of these niggas partners, niggas they grew up with. And they was able to lend a hand to the niggas who, who fucked with them. On their way up. Shit. Like matter of fact. Another motherfucker that, that comes to mind. Is LeBron James. Who put his homeboys on. You know. um, I forgot. uh, Dude. That's like everybody's fucking manager. That's LeBron's boy. Clutch Sports. Damn. I, I uh, Cliff. No. Damn. I forgot that nigga name. Something Paul. But nigga. That's LeBron's homie. And he cracking. You know, like you, you, when you get on, 
you should be in a position to at least put your homeboys in the position to help themselves. You know, like I don't believe in handouts. I don't believe in spoon feeding no goddamn body. But I I do believe in giving motherfuckers a level of empowerment and putting them in the position to empower themselves. You know, because that's the thing that I respect about a lot of the people who I'm mentioning, you know, like Sam Cook and people of that nature, like motherfuckers who had a, a, a team around them, you know, and they was able to feed their team enough to where they was able to help themselves, you know, get bigger and get better and shit. You know, like, because a lot of the reason that a lot of these motherfuckers is cracking off is because of the circle that was around them. You know, and that's something that, you know, I tell motherfuckers all the time. Like, that's something that I wish I had. You know, like, I got certain motherfuckers who I fuck with, you know, who we empower each other, who we support each other. You know, like, it's certain names that y'all will hear on this motherfucking show all the time. You know, certain motherfuckers who I support them, they support me. We go back and forth. I share their shit. They share my shit. You know, like my brother in the live, Mr. Shots, my homeboy wore and gold clothing. Like it's certain motherfuckers who you'll hear me mention all the time. The Rosie Perspective podcast, you know, like other podcasts who I fuck with. Of course, everybody on motherfucking townhouse media. The motherfucking umbrella, you know, like motherfuckers who I fucked with, like being ready to super producer, like a nigga who I who I've been tight with for a decade plus, you know, like it's certain motherfuckers that we going to grow together. If I go faster than him, I'm going to pull him up. If he go faster than me, he going to pull me up, you know, because that's the thing. Like it's, it's just dope to surround yourself by dope motherfuckers, you know, because like I've mentioned on this show a million times, like it's never fly to be the only motherfucker on your team that's booming it's not fly to be the only motherfucker on your team that's doing something because it's it's just like if you on a basketball team and you the only player on the team that can score 20 fucking points if you get injured nigga your team is going to be fucking garbage now like if you get fucked up and your whole crew is all eating off you when you go down your whole fucking crew go down but if you've put your crew all in a position to get they fucking shine on, if something was to happen to you, whether that be you permanently going down or you temporarily going down, the niggas who you've empowered, who you've put up on a certain pedestal will be able to pull you up if you fall down, as opposed to you go down, now the whole fucking crew go down. You know, and like, that's the thing. Like, that's a... A syndrome that's a fucking problem that a lot of niggas got to get over mentally a lot of motherfuckers love to be the only nigga cracking in their squad a lot of motherfuckers just keep certain niggas around to make they self look better like they know like nigga if i'm hanging around these broke niggas i'm gonna look like an even bigger baller like certain females like bitches to hang out with some females that's not as attractive so they look prettier like oh if i kick it with these ugly hoes i'ma look way better but it's like nigga you you look better next to a bunch of other pretty women but a lot of motherfuckers not secure enough to be around motherfuckers that's near they level you know like i be talking about you know whether it be online on the show or any of that shit 
You know, like certain motherfuckers love to see you do good, just not as good as them. You know, certain motherfuckers love to see you doing cool over there, but they don't want to see you doing cool next to them. And that's some bullshit. Like I be telling motherfuckers like, nigga, I know if I'm on a team of millionaires, that's going to help empower me to do a lot of shit. Even if I'm not a fucking millionaire yet, nigga, you way more likely to become a millionaire when you around millionaires than to become a millionaire when you surrounded by a bunch of niggas with less than a hundred dollars on them. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like motherfuckers don't like being around niggas that's doing better than them. And that's a fucking insecurity, you know, but shit like that. A lot of times, like I be telling motherfuckers, like certain niggas, I could just tell they flawed by their circle. Like with me, like I tell niggas, like with me, I, I got a mean cutoff game. Sometimes, it's a little too strong. You know, certain motherfuckers I probably shouldn't be cutting off, but it be what it be. Like, nigga, like, with me, it's it's like, like, I, I test niggas by fire. Like, if you not battle tested, I can't fuck with you. You know, so certain motherfuckers just can't be around me, my nigga. Like, certain motherfuckers just not on the level to kick it with me. And it is what it is, according to that. But it's because, like, I only want to fuck with motherfuckers who are on their shit because it's like, I can't be fucking with you. If I feel like when I do get on, I'm going to have to carry you. When I do get on, I'm going to have to spoon feed you. When I do get on, I'm going to have to drag you with me or you going to be dead weight. I don't want no dead weight around me. I only want motherfucking soldiers around me. I only want motherfuckers who going to hustle around me. I only want motherfuckers who I feel like, Let's just say I get a million dollars and I hand you a hundred bands. I, I only fuck with niggas who I feel like going to turn that over. If I feel like if if I feel like giving you a hundred bands is going to be a gift instead of an investment, I can't fuck with you, dog. You know, I'm like, that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, great people attract great people, you know? So I honestly feel like it's a compliment for the motherfuckers who I fuck with to have caught up with me and vice versa. Like, certain niggas who I kick it with, like, you know, like my homeboy, Mr. Shots, we talk about that shit all the time. It's like, it's like a fan of a fan type of situation. You know, it's like that, that nigga respect what I do, I respect what he do. Like, I enjoy his work, he enjoy my work. You know, and and we bond like that, you know, like I just enjoy having conversations with certain niggas like my homeboy, Warren Gold Clothing, my nigga J-Rock, like one of the only niggas who call my phone and I answer that motherfucker consistently and shit. You know, like it's just certain shit when it comes to the motherfuckers who you fuck with. Like I be telling niggas like, dog, if I don't answer my phone when you call, get on your shit. You know, there's obviously a reason because I'll be telling motherfuckers like I'm not a big nigga who like to talk stupid shit all the time. Like I'm not into having conversations about dumb shit. I don't want to be talking about fucking what the fuck happened on TV or what this nigga over here doing or what this bitch over here doing. Like, nigga, if we not literally trying to build something, if we not really like exchanging ideas on how to move forward. I don't want you on my phone. 
I don't want you in my presence. I don't like being around niggas I can't learn from. Like, a lot of times, I don't like being around niggas I can't teach shit to. Like, if we not exchanging some fucking real uh, constructive information, what the fuck is we talking about, dog? And I understand it's cool to have niggas to just shoot this shit with and bullshit with. But me, personally, me, Anthony, me, Young Dolomite, I just don't like to do that shit often. Every now and then, we can sit up here and talk some dumb shit, nigga. We can argue who's better between Michael Jordan and LeBron and who better at rapping fucking Tupac or Biggie or Jay-Z versus Nas or some stupid ass shit like that. But for the most part, my nigga, like, I'm trying to figure out how to become a goddamn millionaire. Like, I'm trying to pay my fucking house off. Nigga, I'm trying to fucking have my kids, once they grow up, turn 18, if they want to go to college, I want to pay that shit off in full when they start. Or if they don't want to go to college, I want to be able to give them the initial investment to start a fucking business fresh the fuck out of high school. Like, I'm not fucking playing with this shit, like. Nigga, 18 years, I want to be retired, my nigga. Like, I don't want to be working after the age of 55. So, I know for a fact, my nigga, the niggas I fuck with is going to be a big contributing factor to my ascension as a fucking adult, my nigga. And I tell people that shit all the time. Like, the niggas who you around got a huge effect on the way you're going to be doing in life. Like, a lot of times, my nigga, like, I, I tell niggas all the time, like, if you just look at a successful nigga, nine times out of ten, he run with a circle of successful niggas. You know, successful motherfuckers just find each other. You know, like, and I tell niggas, like, if, if you fucking with a bunch of motherfuckers who ain't succeeding, nigga, you got to look at yourself. Like, you got to look at what the fuck you doing. Like, me and my wife was talking about that shit. Just about, like, the niggas who I started friendships with. And ended up with, you know, because a lot of my friendships are like second and third hand friendships. Like the niggas who I really fuck with, the niggas who I really like talk to a lot, like my nigga J-Rock. Like I met my nigga J-Rock through the homie Crevon, who I know through my other homie Trayvon. Like I didn't meet uh, J-Rock like, oh, I met this nigga two strangers. No, nigga, I met him through a nigga. Like, being ready to super producer. I know him through my homeboy, Jason. Like, my homeboy, Lil Man, who I fuck with super duper tough. Like, he's my best friend's cousin. But I talk to him way more than I talk to his cousin, who is my best fucking friend, my nigga. Like, but it's because we on the same wavelength. We on to the same shit. We doing the same shit. We both motherfucking entrepreneurs. We both grinding. We both trying to find a way to become goddamn millionaires. Like, that's the type of niggas who I'm fucking with. Like, if you ain't looking to become a fucking millionaire, what the fuck is we talking about? What the fuck is we kicking it for, my nigga? Because, like I said, the reason I want to be surrounded by niggas like that is because when one of us crack that motherfucking glass ceiling, I want for them to be able to help me and for me to be able to help them. Guilt-free, not on no, man, I don't even know if I should slide this nigga this hundred racks because i don't know what he gonna do with that shit you know like me and my nigga warren gold clothing always talk about that shit like if i crack that meal ticket it wouldn't be shit for me to give you an initial investment of six figures like nigga how much you need okay 250 here you go my nigga because i know 
you the type of nigga that's gonna turn that 250 into some shit even if i give you that 250 and it don't come back i'm comfortable in the fact that you made the attempt for that money to come back like it ain't like i'm gonna give you 250 and you gonna come back with a bentley coupe or some stupid shit I'm going to give you 250 and you're going to use that to grow your business. Like my homeboy, uh, Jay from the plug, you know, at the plug 11 and shit. Like it's certain niggas who I feel like I know, like I got the confidence in knowing if I slide you a certain amount of money or if I put you in a certain position. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if I introduce you to this person or put you in this position or give you this job, in my organization, I know that you're going to do something constructive with it. You're going to do something that's going to help you move forward, and I'm not going to have to carry you. I'm not going to have to drag you. You're not going to be dead weight. And a lot of motherfuckers are showing this. A lot of motherfuckers, you know, are being the blueprints and shit like this. Like certain celebrities, like I watch them, you know, like Eddie Murphy. Like I, I originally was a fan of Eddie Murphy just because he's a comedic genius. But like just watching how he got down, how he empowered so many people around them to become their own fucking entity that they got to the point where you ain't even realized that it was Eddie Murphy who put them on. I got the utmost respect for shit like that, because like y'all niggas know, like I don't preach friendship like I'm not big on having a thousand niggas around me, my nigga. Like I tell niggas like I much rather have. Four bosses around me than a hundred fucking employees. Like that's not my shit. Like I'm I'm not with having niggas around me for the sake of having niggas around me. Like if you see niggas around me, it's because them niggas is on they shit. Like if if I'm vouching for a nigga, you can best believe he's he's that type of nigga if he around me. Because that's the only type of motherfuckers I want around me, my nigga. Like I want the type of niggas around me. Like yeah, nigga, if if you want some business shit. Holla at this nigga. Holla at this nigga. Any nigga that that you see around me, you know he's he's on his shit. You know because like I, I'm just into shit like that. Like I love to see shit like that. You know, like these last couple movies I seen. Like you know, just the way I've been seeing seeing motherfuckers move in the podcast community, which is also a beautiful thing. Like a lot of the, the niggas who I fuck with in the podcast community is on that same shit. Like it's not no competitive situation even though a lot of us are competitive people you know it it, we're competitive but it's like i would rather beat you because i'm better than you than beat you because i did some bullshit to you you know like a lot of us you know we 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 do little competitions like the best podcast this the best sports podcast the best motivational podcast and shit like that but even when we competing against each other we still helping each other you know, like the Bet the House podcast, my nigga Del P from the Man Cave, um, Life Unplugged podcast, like I said, the Q Chat podcast, Say It Loud podcast, 
um, my nigga Drew Heard Me podcast, Seriously Not Another podcast, No Rules podcast, Sports, like all these podcasts who I don't mind shouting out, my nigga. Like, we're not competition. We're not against each other. We all do the same shit, but we know that there's enough airspace for every fucking body. Like, we're all trying to help each other get on. You know, like, even with the Good News Network and shit. Like, they based out of L.A. like we based out of L.A. You know, shout out to Keith Good News. That nigga's a fucking grinder. You know, um, the fucking Get Right Radio Show. Um, never not extra and shit. Like there's there's podcasts who I fuck with heavy, my nigga. You know, we in the same fucking space, we do the same shit, but we're trying to empower each other. You know, because I tell niggas like when them niggas shine, I shine. You know, all I need is a mention. It's a couple niggas who who I talk to on a daily you know, on a daily basis, like nigga, I, I'll let you know when I need you to shout the show out. Cause I got a couple homeboys got like a big following on social media and shit. You know, and I don't really bug niggas like, hey, man, shout the podcast out. Hey, man, come get on the motherfucking show. Like, you know, niggas get to that shit when they get to that shit. But, you know, it's an understanding. You know, like it, it ain't nothing to push that fucking button. Because, you know, like motherfuckers empower each other. Like I, I surround myself with niggas who I don't mind empowering. I surround myself with niggas who have empowered me. You know, like the nigga who, who I mentioned, like me and my wife had talked about who I said was a friend. Like we've both put each other in positions to do very well in life. You know, like that nigga put me up on plays that, that nigga were very lucrative for me and vice versa, you know, and it's not no, Oh nigga, I did this for you. So you owe me this, or I did this for you. So you owe me this type shit. It's just, Nigga, I I know you're a man that's going to get on his shit. So all I got to do is give you the information. And I know that you're going to do something powerful with that shit. And vice versa. I don't need a handout, my nigga. I don't need no money from you. All I need is information. All I need is for you to put me in the motherfucking position. All I need for you to do is introduce me to such and such. I'll do the rest. You know, because, like, that's the thing, my nigga. Like, you should be around niggas who all you got to do is tell them to place hiring and they'll do the rest. You shouldn't be fucking with niggas who you got to give them the application, wake them up to go turn it in, help them turn it in, talk to your boss, introduce your boss to them, wake them up in the morning to do the interview, give them all the answers to the interview. Like, nigga, you don't want to be around niggas who who you got to carry like that. Like, you should be around the type of niggas that it's like, look, nigga, all I got to do is tell that nigga my job hiring and he going to carry the rest. You know, because like a lot of these celebrities who put their people on, a lot of times that be the help that they give motherfuckers. They just be like, look, nigga, I'm just going to give you this job and I just need you to do the job. And motherfuckers get cracking on that shit. But it's like you got to know who to put in these positions. Because the same way a lot of these niggas put their people in a position to succeed, a lot of times when you got the wrong motherfuckers around you, they'll put you in a fucking position to fail. Like, we hear the story a lot with a lot of athletes and rappers who end up going broke, who end up in jail, who end up in fucked up positions. Because certain niggas around them 
put their ass in a twist. You know, like one of the ones that stands out to me is Michael Vick. Like what well, well, Michael Vick, you know, with the whole dog fighting situation, like nigga having the wrong niggas around you will put a fucking paper trail on you and them niggas will let you fucking crumble. You know, because the thing is with Michael Vick in the whole situation, it's like my nigga, like you should just be in positions where niggas understand who's the breadwinner of the situation. Like this nigga is a fucking hundred million dollar nigga, dog. Like there should have been no way he did any time. Like, you know, certain niggas like when, when you assembling your crew. Especially like when you want some street shit, like you're a celebrity, but you're dabbling into some shit you ain't got no business doing. Nigga, sometimes you got to have a designated fall guy, my nigga. Like you got to have that designated nigga who if all y'all get caught and it's dope in the car, you got to have that throwaway nigga like my dope. You know, let, let me take the time. We can't let the fucking breadwinner take the time, my nigga. Like, if it's, like, me, Jimmy, Robert, and LeBron in the car, we can't let LeBron go to jail. LeBron is the fucking cash cow, my nigga. And that's the thing. Like, when you got the wrong motherfuckers around you, stupid shit happen. You can't have dumb motherfuckers around you, my nigga. Like, you can't surround yourself by stupid motherfuckers. Everybody ain't meant for the put on. You know, and that's the thing, like I talked about in the episode, circular awareness, like you got to know who around you is the motherfuckers who you can just give them the play and they going to run with it. And then the motherfuckers who you got to carry across the motherfucking finish line, you know, and that's the fucking thing, my nigga, you know, like having the right motherfuckers around you protects your fucking greatness. It protects your fucking legacy, my nigga, you know, like. When, when you empower motherfuckers, like, a, a lot of times that attaches itself to your legacy. You know, like with Eddie Murphy. Like, we know Eddie Murphy is great. And we also know that Eddie Murphy put motherfucking Arsenio Hall, who was also great. We He put him on. He put on fucking Charlie Murphy, who was also great. You know, he gave Chris Rock his first movie placement. You know, he, uh, he put Dave Chappelle... In fucking nutty professor you know so it's like your name gonna continue to be said even after you gone because of certain motherfuckers who you gave them motherfuckers the ball to run with you know and it's like oh man you know if, if it wasn't for eddie murphy I, I, I wouldn't be this you know and a lot of these motherfuckers are putting other motherfuckers on who getting cracking but like I said, nigga, you, you got to be aware of the motherfuckers who you do that to, you know, because like I posted a meme a couple days ago on the Too Much Game Instagram page, you know, which I said, like certain people are like birds, you know, you help them motherfuckers get out the nest and once they get in the air, they shit on you, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you, you got to watch who you empower sometimes. You know, because it's a great thing to empower your circle. It's a great thing to empower your friends and help motherfuckers out around you. But it's certain motherfuckers who, you know, you you give them motherfuckers a weapon to help defend you and they shoot you in your back with that motherfucker. You know, so you you got to watch who you helping out. 
And a lot of times, nigga, you can see certain motherfuckers' intent. Like, you know, like, just me, I'm I'm a, a, a very, what would you call it? Like, I, I'm a perceptive person. Like, I, I watch how motherfuckers move. I watch how people get down. You know, so, like, certain motherfuckers, like, I know, like, I tell niggas, like, every nigga with money ain't the type of motherfucker who I'll give more money to. You know, like, you could just see how certain motherfuckers move when they get a a little level of change. And that's like, certain motherfuckers, you see them niggas and they only got $30, but they trying to turn that $30 into 50 Then you see another motherfucker that got $30 and he trying to smoke that $30. You know, so, like, certain motherfuckers, like, you, you could see how niggas move around you. You know, so when it comes time for you to get up and try to help niggas around you get up, you know, you just got to keep that little little small group of motherfuckers around you that, you know, okay, this is the group that I could, you know, put in this position. This is the group that I could give this to. This is the group that I could do this with. These motherfuckers over here is the group that I might outgrow. This the group right here. I might fuck with y'all niggas when it's time to have fun. Because like I said, I ain't this type of nigga, but I'm not against it. You know, certain motherfuckers, you got the type of friends that you only fuck with them because y'all niggas just want to have a good time. You know, some niggas is good time partners. When I want to get drunk, I know this is the nigga to get drunk with. He know what a liquor at. He's a, a, a cool drunk. When we get loaded, we find bitches and we have fun. But that nigga... When it's time to do something constructive, I got to get away from that nigga because I know he going to do some bullshit. Like, I got homies like that, and I rarely see they ass because that ain't my fucking scene. But when I'm in turn up mode, them the first niggas I call. Like, hey, nigga, I'm I'm just trying to get loaded and have some fun, nigga. Where you at? And I know they going to be with it because that's the type of life they live, and it ain't nothing wrong with that. But... If I became a multi-millionaire nigga, you think I'm going to call that same nigga and try to give him some money knowing damn well that shit going to get spent on drinking, partying? Hell no. You know, and that's the thing. Like, motherfuckers got to understand who they around. Motherfuckers got to understand who they fucking empowering. Motherfuckers got to understand the reason they at where they at. And a lot of times where you are is directly relative to who the fuck is around you you know a lot of times you'll look around and be like damn why the fuck ain't none of my ideas working why the fuck ain't nothing that i'm trying working and a lot of times it's the niggas around you like if you had niggas around you who could put a couple dollars in your pocket who could invest in you you know who could say your name around certain motherfuckers and move you forward you'd be a lot further in life you know if you was fucking with some niggas who had the type of shit that you want in life, who was doing the type of shit that you want to do in life, who was on the same wavelength as you, you be cracking off, but you an entrepreneur and you hanging around a bunch of motherfuckers who get their check on Friday and they be broke by fucking Tuesday. That shit is out, my nigga. You know, like I be telling motherfuckers all the time, like nigga, you got to look within sometimes when you realizing your shit fucked up. You got to look at the niggas who you talk to every day when you realizing that your shit is fucked up. 
Like nigga, are are you talking to the type of niggas? It's like, well, damn, my nigga, yo, your shit ain't working again, nigga. Man, let me slide you fifty, and, and and see what you can do with that. Or is you just talking to the niggas that when you tell them something fucked up, and they be like, damn, all bad, my nigga. You know, cause that's the thing. You got certain motherfuckers that will lend a helping hand. Certain motherfuckers that will ask you, well, shit, nigga, what can I do to help help you get better? You know what 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 the fuck can I do? To help you get where you need to go You know And them is the motherfuckers that you turn around and help My nigga Like the niggas that help you Some niggas be under you and can still push you up You know Them the motherfuckers who who I need around me You know Like a lot of motherfuckers just like to have a bunch of niggas around them For the sake of having niggas around them And that's where they be fucking up at Like a lot of these athletes Who be fucked up because of their entourage you know, like MC Hammer for the for the niggas who was born in that, you know, before 1985 and shit. Like, that's how MC Hammer went broke. That nigga had a thousand niggas around him and he was feeding all of them. You know, and that's the thing. Like, you, you can't be around niggas. You got a spoon feed, my nigga. Like, it's cool to put niggas in position. It's cool to invest in niggas. But you cannot be fucking with niggas who you have to spoon feed. You should not be fucking with niggas who you got to hold their hand to make all the fucking moves. You can't be fucking with niggas who you got to do all the work and they just along for the ride. Like it's cool for rappers to have a hype man, but it's a lot better for niggas to have a partner that do beats for them. You know, to have a partner that help they ass out with something, you know, to have a, a homie that's their road manager or security or some shit like that. You know, like these dead weight niggas, they ain't doing shit but slowing you down, my nigga. You know, like it, it, it's just certain motherfuckers in your life who it ain't fucking worth it to have their ass around. You know, and that's the thing a lot of times. Like when when I see a lot of these fucking celebrities, you know, it's like that's the part of the game that certain motherfuckers are mentioning other motherfuckers don't. It's a lot of niggas in your life who you gonna have a lot of love for that you gonna have to fucking let go of. Like I got niggas in my life like that, nigga. Like I love these niggas to death, my nigga. These niggas like family to me, but I don't fuck with them. I don't waste my time around them because it's like, nigga, I'm I'm on my mission, my nigga. You know, it's just like if you if you got a fucking destination, you trying to get somewhere, you know, the 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 bus costs a dollar and you got 75 cents. I can't fuck with a nigga that ain't got a quarter to help a nigga get on a bus. Like I can't I can't fuck with a nigga that I know I got to go to work at fucking five in the morning. And this nigga trying to keep me out till fucking two in the morning partying like I don't need niggas like that around me, my nigga. You know, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of motherfuckers be having niggas around them that they mission is contrary to yours. And you can't do that, my nigga. Like, when it comes to you being successful, everything that you do needs to be focused on your fucking success. And a big part of that is the niggas who you keep around you, my nigga. If the niggas around you ain't on the type of shit you on, or at least supportive of the type of shit you on, or conducive to the type of shit you on, them niggas don't need to be around you, especially not on no no regular fucking basis. Like certain niggas, I I cannot fuck with them 
at all because I know you the type of nigga that's going to have me all fucked up in life in general. And this ain't even got nothing to do with a dollar amount in their pocket because I tell niggas all the time, like, I got broke niggas who I'm real cool with. But the thing is, these niggas is broke because, number one, they probably was trying to invest in themselves and they didn't go all that well. Or they just between money. Who I can't fuck with is niggas who happily broke. Who I can't fuck with is niggas who get money and end up broke repeatedly. Like, they just can't hold on to no motherfucking money. Like, them the type of niggas I cannot fuck with, dog. Because I know when it comes time for me to get in a position to bless my team, you know, to help my team out, to matter of fact, even consider them motherfuckers as members of my team. Nigga, everybody on my motherfucking team need to be able to score. Everybody on my motherfucking team need to be able to rebound. Everybody on my motherfucking team need to be able to play defense. I don't need no motherfuckers who just wave towels and cheerlead because the fans do that shit. You know, that's the thing. Like, you, you got to ask yourself a lot of times with the niggas around you. Nigga, are you a fucking teammate or are you a fucking cheerleader? You know, are, are you a fifth wheel or are you a second wheel? You know, are you the fucking engine or are you the fucking back bumper? You know, like certain motherfuckers just around you for the sake of being around you. Certain motherfuckers is around you because they know you going to do something hot and they going to get some crumbs off your table. And you got to watch for motherfuckers like this. You know, like a lot of your friendship dynamics and shit it is like that. Like you doing a hundred percent, you working, you grinding, you moving. You doing all this and they just there. Oh, nigga, you did that. Damn, that's dope, nigga. Hey, man, I need such and such. You know, you lending these motherfuckers money. They ain't paying you back. You helping these motherfuckers do shit. But when it's time for you to do something, they not helping you. You know, you supporting something that they got cracking and they not supporting you back. You share they shit. They don't share your shit. And a lot of these motherfuckers, we got love for. A lot of these motherfuckers we cool with. A lot of these motherfuckers we related to. But that shit is some bullshit. You know, and some of that some of that shit, like I said, my nigga, certain motherfuckers, you could you could be cool with a nigga like that. You know, I got some homeboys who ain't really shit, but them niggas cool, so when it comes time to kick it, I fuck with them. But for the most part, nigga, if if I got cracking cracking. Them motherfuckers will probably really be in the fucking rearview mirror because I know they a fucking liability, my nigga. I'm only trying to be surrounded by assets. Me, myself, I look at the type of motherfucker that I am around the motherfuckers who I'm around. And I'm like, I have to be an asset. You know, like I tell motherfuckers, like when they see me sharing a lot of people's shit, I sow support so I can reap support. I'm a very supportive person because I need that support back in return. I want a motherfucker to share my shit like I be sharing that shit. So sometimes I preemptively, you know, look out for a motherfucker, invest in a motherfucker, buy somebody's merchandise, you know, share that shit, tell people about that shit, you know, try to introduce them to certain people that might be able to empower them in a certain way, you know, so they could turn around and return that favor. And a lot of times, when you see motherfuckers in a position to help you and they don't, nigga, that should tell you something. Because a lot of motherfuckers, you know, like you, you be surprised 
how many motherfuckers have you in mind in certain situations and how they'll uh, conveniently forget your name in certain situations. Like they know you got a podcast and they know like they they got a cousin or a homeboy that's a promoter or some shit like that. And they know that that can help you out, but they not going to do that because they don't want to put you in front of them. And that be the thing, my nigga, like when it comes to your fucking squad, when it come to your team, like you need to be around a bunch of motherfuckers who ego not finna be bruised by your success. Like me personally, like I much rather be around niggas who can pass me because they could turn around and help me out and vice versa. You know, like a, a lot of celebrities have reached a certain plateau and then some nigga that they help blew up bigger than them and it's it's a beautiful thing honestly like i would love to get to the point where my podcast is real dope and real popular and some nigga that i put on becomes the goat at some shit because all that's gonna do is make me look better because a lot of times nigga when, when you do that for a nigga yo your name will come up that shit like that will help your fucking legacy out like, you know, a, a lot of niggas, like, you know, the game put Nipsey on. The Nipsey name got bigger than the game. You know, and I'm sure the game ain't mad at that. You know, like, certain motherfuckers, it's like, I, I would love to be the nigga who put a motherfucker on and they pass me. You know, like, that's the thing. Like, my little cousin, I tell him all the time, like, nigga, I would love for any of my younger family members to do better than me because that's my fucking job as a big cousin, as a big brother, as a father. Like, there's no way in hell I would want to be doing better than my son at any age in life. Like, I, I want my kids to be like, nigga, when I was 26, I was doing what my daddy was doing at 40 and shit. You know, like, that's that's my fucking job. You know, and when it comes to a motherfucker who I consider to be a nigga on my team, that's my job as a motherfucker that's a member of a team to help somebody on the fucking squad blow up so we can all blow up together. But again, you got to look at the motherfuckers around you and make sure that they ain't got the type of ego that's going to crumble y'all whole shit. You know, you don't need to be around the type of motherfuckers that you know that fucking with them is going to be detrimental to the squad or detrimental to you or your success is going to be detrimental to y'all fucking relationship. You know, like this is the thing when it comes to motherfuckers around you, my nigga, like with that episode, you got to have circular awareness. You know, you got to be able to look at the motherfuckers around you and see that in people because a lot of us, nigga, like, I, I see memes and shit about people being betrayed and people not seeing this shit coming. Like, I never thought he would do that and that type of shit. But certain motherfuckers, they show you signs and shit. But a lot of motherfuckers ignore the red flags when we like a person. And a lot of us got to get over that shit, especially when it comes to something as important as becoming a success. Nigga, something as important as generational wealth, becoming an entrepreneur, starting a fucking business going into any large venture that's going to help you out in life. My nigga, you can't be around the type of niggas that you ignore the fact that he's a horrible money manager, you know, because again, it ain't nothing wrong with having a friend. That's not a good fucking money manager, but it's a terrible fucking idea to make that friend, the motherfucker that's 
in control of your fucking finances. You know, like everybody got a role in life and you got to allow them motherfuckers to play the role that they comfortable in. You know, everybody not meant to be put in certain fucking situations, my nigga. You know, just like with the example of Junior Mafia with Biggie Smalls. He wrote raps for all them niggas, but the only one that really cracked off was Lil' Kim. You know, like you can you can help all your friends, but you know the ones that that help, they gonna take that little motherfucking uh fifty dollars and they gonna turn that shit into five hundred thousand. Then you got other niggas you get fifty dollars and they gonna go buy a pair of vans and smoke a blunt with that shit. You know, so you just gotta know the fucking difference, my nigga, but you know, all in the end, when it comes to success, you just want to be around motherfuckers who have the successful mindset. You know, motherfuckers who want the same wavelength as you, motherfuckers who got the same goals as you, the same fucking drive as you. You know, motherfuckers who who got the same mindset you got. You know, and you'll win. But when you kicking it with motherfuckers who you gotta carry, motherfuckers who you gotta spoon feed, motherfuckers who you gotta drag dead weight, motherfuckers. You know, them niggas that keep your ass in the hole. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights, 9 p.m. with the super producer Ben Ready. Whenever the fuck he get around to it, he ain't gonna do that shit every Friday. But when he do it, that shit gonna be dope. So be on the lookout for that shit. Tuesdays, the Sports for You podcast. 6 p.m. Pacific time, live on YouTube and Facebook. My favorite sports podcast with uh, Young Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking Freeze. Them niggas gets cracking. Y'all motherfuckers, check them out. Um, Wednesdays, the No Rules Podcast. N-O-R-U-L-E-Z. No rules with a Z, nigga. You know, be specific. You know, they live at 5 on Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific time, live on YouTube and Facebook with Mark and Ill Will, the motherfucking gym dropper, a.k.a. the Juice Crew, a.k.a. the Bloods. Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog Podcast. With me, myself, motherfucking Young Dolomite, and my co-host CJ this Sunday. I know I told y'all niggas last Sunday we'll be back. Scheduling situations and some bullshit, you know, miscommunications and things of that nature. But this Sunday, we for sure gonna be recording, nigga. Live at motherfucking 5 Houston time. Live at 3 p.m. Pacific. Live on Instagram and all that good old shit. Y'all check that shit out. And if you here, you already know the Too Much Game podcast with myself, Young Dolomite. You know, every fucking Friday, whenever the fuck I get to it, sometimes it's gonna be early, sometimes it's gonna be late. Usually in the evening, though. Follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite. Follow me on uh, Clubhouse at Young Dolomite. Twitter at Young Dolomite. Y U N G D O L E M I T E. Um, shit, I ain't got no fucking Facebook. Fuck Facebook. But, uh, yeah, nigga, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on all streaming platforms. And, um, I think that's it. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.